Thanks for listening to another message from Life Christian Church. We hope it challenges and encourages you and helps you to grow in your faith. Don't forget, download our app to stay up to date with what's going on at Life. Share your prayer requests or pray for others. Read the Bible online and much, much more. Simply search for Life Christian Church in your app store. I was uh, chatting to someone just this week, actually, and not an uncommon conversation that we have, but I was chatting to a guy who was clearly under pressure just this week. And it wasn't a person who I often speak to. Uh, In fact, it was uh, a person who I barely ever speak to. I've only met just recently. And uh, I was chatting to this guy and he was clearly, clearly under the pump. And as I chatted to this guy, you, you, you couldn't help but feel for the poor bloke. And the more I talked to him, the more I realized that he was a guy who was just pretty tired and pretty weary. And as I chatted to him, he made this statement, really an an oh-so-common statement. He said this, he said, Oh, what I would give for just one day. What I'd give for just one more day in the week. He runs his own small business and life was sure wearing him down. His schedule was evidently way, way, way overloaded. And he said, what would I give? What would I give for just one day, one more day in the week? You know, I stood and I chatted with him and hopefully my words uh, encouraged him somewhat and uh, I tried my best to do that. I couldn't undertake his work for him but just tried to speak life and encouragement into his world and the conversation ended and we parted ways and I jumped in my car and I drove off and I started thinking, one day, one day, 24 hours, 1,440 minutes, 86,400 seconds, what would I do with just one more day? If I could have just one more day, where would I put it? Would I add it as a weekday? Or would I add it as a weekend? All the business owners said weekday. All the workers say weekend. Where would I fit it in? What would I do with that one extra day? How would I fill it up? You know, truth is, we know that we can't add one more day to our week. We simply cannot do that. But isn't it interesting that any given day, one day, can hold the absolute highest of hopes. And we can wake up with the highest of hopes, get out of bed, and we can be on mission, and we can have our checklist, and we can be working through that checklist and ticking things off left, right, and center and going, today's a good day, I'm getting through it, full of hopes, full of dreams, and the day goes great. But reality is one day can also deliver the depths of despair as well. And you can get out of bed and you can get up and launch into the day with the highest of hopes, But then things begin to unravel and life hits you. Some things come your way that perhaps you weren't expecting or anticipating. And I have no doubt at all that life is made up 
of many, many twists and turns. Many moments that we see coming, many moments that never in a billion years did we see them coming. You know, author Max Licardo, he said this. He said, God never said the journey would be easy, but he did say the arrival would be worthwhile. It's a great quote, isn't it? You know, the faith journey is not always an easy one. Who can say amen to that this morning? The faith journey is not always an easy one, but it is absolutely worthwhile. You know, there's some words in the book of Hebrews, and I want to share those with you this morning that I think are a great encouragement in our faith journey. And can I just say this morning, I think there's a really solemn presence of God in this room today. And I think God's doing a work in many hearts And I believe with all my heart in many hearts in this room this morning. And God wants to encourage each of us in this room today. Let me speak these words over out of Hebrews uh, chapter 12, verse 1 to 3 over your life. It says this, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run the race with perseverance. The race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and you will not lose heart. I couldn't help but think of that poor guy I was chatting to earlier in the week, where life was just whittling away at him and there's no question he was feeling weary, tired, fatigued and losing a bit of hope in life. I love verse 3 of this scripture, particularly out of the message translation. Have a look at this. It says, when you find yourselves flagging in your face, and don't we all have those moments, go over that story again. Item by item, that long litany of hostility he ploughed through. I love this. That will shoot adrenaline into your souls. I love that line. That will shoot adrenaline into your souls. Can I encourage you today that as we navigate life one day at a time, it's all we've given, it's all we know. The Bible tells us, do not worry about tomorrow. We don't even know if we'll get tomorrow. But as we navigate life one day at a time, it is our daily deep longing for God's presence which will empower us, invigorate us, and encourage us on life's journey. You know, the Bible is full of stories, isn't it? Great stories of people on the journey of life. People navigating life one day at a time. Stories not too dissimilar to yours and stories not too dissimilar to mine. Stories of humble beginnings. Stories where God turns brokenness into beauty and tragedies into triumph. Stories where God takes everyday ordinary people on a journey and does something incredible with their lives. 
people like you, people like me. Today I want to have a look at that story, those types of stories, and I want to have a look at the story of the Israelites, people who really are not too dissimilar to you and I. You know, the Israelites really could be poster children for this exact message this morning because it was one day at a time that the Israelites fled the Egyptians as they left slavery. One day at a time, they trudged through 40 years of wilderness. I don't know about you, but if I don't know what's going on for 24 hours, I'm getting a little bit over it. Here's the Israelites, 40 years in the wilderness. One day at a time. One day at a time as God led the Israelites through the wilderness into their promised land. You know, it's true. God was their ever-present help in their time of need. Ultimately, it was God's presence that empowered the Israelites. It was God's presence that kept them going. It was God's presence that invigorated them. It was God's presence that encouraged them on their faith journey. Are you with me this morning? I've got to confess, I, I feel like in myself this morning, I feel like that this, this room is so awfully quiet. I've had 48 hours with our youth and it was anything but this. So forgive me if I ask you many times, are you with me? Because you sound a little bit asleep compared to where I've been in the last 48 hours. And if you're sitting in your seat with your eyes closed, I'm just trusting God that you're praying for me right now. And uh, just don't make a funny noise while you're praying. Like, that'd be awkward. Thank you, Bron. You're still young at heart, evidently. I love that. I want to have a look at a key text this morning. And you probably know this text. It's Psalm 84. And I want to share it with you. I'm going to read you the whole psalm. Thank you, Jesus. It's not the longest psalm. There's only 12 verses. But I want to read through this. And then today, I want to pull out uh, three declarations that I think are screaming loud in this psalm. So I'm going to read it to you this morning, Psalm 84. And uh, then we're going to unpack it a little bit. So here we go. Psalm 84 verse 1 says, How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord Almighty. My soul yearns, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Even the sparrow has found a home and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may have her young a place near your altar. Lord Almighty, my King and my God. Blessed are those who dwell in your house, they are ever praising you. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools. They go from strength to strength till each appears before God in Zion. Hear my prayer, Lord God Almighty. Listen to me, God of Jacob. Look on our shield, O God. Look with favour on your anointed one. Verse 10, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. 
For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favour and honour. No good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. Wraps up with verse 12, says, Lord Almighty, blessed is the one who trusts in you. What a beautiful, beautiful psalm. What a beautiful look at life. Remember, this is, this is, this is people who have spent 40 years in the wilderness. You know, this very psalm, if you look at it in your own Bible, it probably says across the top that it was written as a song. And uh, I'm not going to sing it to you this morning. Sorry to disappoint you. But it was written as a song. And if you do a little bit of research about this psalm, it'll, you'll find things out like it was not just sung as a song, but it was singing. It was singing. It was sung with great emotion. It was sung with great passion. It was a song that the Israelites would sing as they navigated through the wilderness. You think about that for a moment. As they navigated through the wilderness, they had no idea what was in front of them. Yet they sung this psalm as a song. As they went about life one day at a time, this was their song. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. You know, we can learn so much from the Israelites. And as I said to you earlier, I want to just unpack this psalm today and I want to draw out of it three declarations. Three declarations that we can speak out over our own life. Are you with me this morning? Number one is this. My prayer as we look at this, this is not the point, but my, my prayer is that these declarations would be like a shot of adrenaline into your soul this morning. Number one is this, my delight is in the Lord. Everybody say delight. I'm going to wake you up today. My delight is in the Lord. I feel like preaching today and I'm not going to hold back because I feel like it's a little bit sleepy. Is that okay today? My delight is in the Lord. Verse 1 to 4 says, How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord Almighty. My soul yearns, even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God, even the sparrows. Even the sparrow has found a home and the swallow a nest for herself where she may have her young, a place near to your altar. Lord Almighty, my King and my God, listen to this, verse 4, Blessed are one are those who dwell in your house for they are ever praising you. You know that word delight can also mean the word joy. James 1 verse 2 to 4 says this, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking in anything. Can I tell you today that your delight, your joy in the Lord can be found irrespective of life's trials and challenges? Can I hear an amen this morning? Isaiah 25 and 1 says, Lord, you are my God. I will, I will exalt you and praise your name. 
For in perfect faithfulness, you have done wonderful things, things planned long ago. Consider it pure joy. I will exalt you and praise you. I like this concept. My delight is in the Lord. I will praise you. I will exalt you. You know, we can have confidence to do this because our delight as Christians, as people, as followers of Jesus, our delight is not in some thing. My joy is not in some thing. Rather, it's in some one. Can I remind you today that in life, some things change. As you navigate life, some things change. Seasons come, seasons go. The expected, the unexpected happens. Life happens, things change. But the Bible tells me that my Father in heaven, my God, He never changes. Some things change. My delight, my joy in someone, my someone Jesus, my someone God, my someone never changes. Are you with me this morning? Hebrews 13 and 8 says this, it says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Well, come on church, this is good news today. God never changes. Your week could have been an absolute stinker. I just said stinker in church. Don't think I've used that word before. Your week could have been the best week you've ever had. Awesome. Praise to God for either scenario. Because God never changes. He's the same yesterday. He's the same last week. As he is this week. He's the same yesterday, today and forevermore. God never changes. Some things change, but our someone, he does not change. God is constant. God is reliable. God is always there. God is faithful. God is devoted. God is dependable. God is my delight. My delight is in the Lord. Are you with me this morning, church? If you're taking notes, write this down. Second declaration this morning, my strength is in the Lord. Everybody say, my strength. My strength is in the Lord. I'm just going to preach to Sarah for a moment. And I reckon there's a whole bunch of Sarahs in the room today. Yeah, there is. My strength is in the Lord. Psalm 84 verse 5 to 7, let's continue to look at this beautiful psalm, says, Blessed are those whose what? Strength is in you, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools. They go from, come on, they go from to... They go from strength to strength till each appears before God in Zion. Confession time. Oh, look at you all sit up now. Everyone just straighten their back a little bit. I'm with Sarah this morning. 
Sorry to pick on you, Sarah. But I'm with Sarah. I, perhaps like you, have moments in which I feel inadequate, not enough, tired, frail, weak, not up to what God has put before me. Let me encourage you with these words. Paul speaking to the church in Corinth in 2 Corinthians 12 verse 9 to 10. Says this, it says, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Speaking of strength, Psalm 46 verse 1 says this, it says, God is our refuge and our what? An ever-present help. In trouble. Psalm 73 26 says, My flesh and my heart may fail, but my God is the that's right of my heart and my portion forever. Let me give you one more. Philippians 4:13. You'll know this one. It says, I can do all things through him who gives me what? Strength. You see, church, no matter what we face, no matter what we go through, no matter what comes our way. No matter our weaknesses, no matter how we feel, I want to encourage us to be a people who declare this over our own life, declare that my strength is in the Lord. My strength is not in what I do, who I am, my gifting, my makeup, my personality. My strength is not determined on my feelings. My strength is in the Lord. Can I hear an amen this morning? Write this one down if you're taking notes. Declaration number three. Number one, my delight. Number two, my strength. And number three, my trust is in the Lord. My trust is in the Lord. Again, Psalm 84, verses 8 to 12, speak of the Israelites' trust. It says, Hear my prayer, Lord God, Almighty, listen to me, God of Jacob. Look on our shield, O God. Look with favour on your anointed one. Verse 10, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper. Every time I read that, I just get this beautiful picture and I say this in an honouring way of Colin and Glenda standing at the door. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favour and honour. No good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. Lord Almighty, blessed is the one who trusts in you. Proverbs 3 verse 5 and 6 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understandings. In all your ways, 
all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. Church today, understand that trust is built through relationship. We build trust as we build relationship. Relationships grow and flourish best when we invest time. And there's something about time that you just simply can't do. You cannot fast track time because time takes time. You can't hurry it, but you can invest into it. We know and we've already spoken about it. We can't buy time. We can't acquire more time. We can't buy time. However, can I remind all of us today, we can certainly prioritise our time. You see, we don't need necessarily, we don't need more time. Can I put it to you like this today? We just need to invest our time wisely. We need to invest our time into the things that really matter. We need to invest our time into our relationship with Jesus. You know, the Israelites put it this way. Psalm 84, verse 10. Better is one day. Let me say that again. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. Let me break it down just for a minute. Better is one day. Better is a minute. Better is five minutes. Better is an hour. Better is a moment. I'm not judging this morning, but better is something rather than nothing. Better is one day in the presence of God than time spent elsewhere. Said before, I'll say it again. As we navigate life, one day at a time. It's that deep longing, that deep desire. It's the moments in which we prioritise our relationship with Jesus. It's those moments that will empower us, invigorate us and encourage us on our faith journey. And ultimately, they are the moments, the one day moments. They are the moments that will cause us to declare with everything within us, my delight is in the Lord. My strength is in the Lord and my trust is in the Lord. Remember that verse, verse 10, better is one day. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. Church, today as I close, can I encourage you, let's be found pursuing the presence of God. Let's be people who take a moment, a minute, a one day 
moment. Better is one day. I could not do anything better with my time today than find myself in the presence of God. Better is one day than a thousand elsewhere. Let's be found pursuing the presence of God. Because truth be told, it's in his presence where we find power. It's in his presence where we find all that we need to get us through the battles, the trials, the ups, the downs, the highs, the lows of life. It's in his presence where we truly find a sense of home, of rest. Can I hear an amen this morning?